All right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're back with another request, right? This was a request? It is. I know who requested it, too. Ooh, a personal request. Straight to the source. Yep, that's true. Yeah, you should send one in too, listener. Give us a request. We'll watch it eventually. Yeah, it goes on a list somewhere on my phone, so don't worry. I'm always <laughs> listening. And my dusty binder in my closet, you know, I have to open up the tome, blow the dust off. <laughs> what have we here? But anyways, what did we watch? Rush Hour with uh, J- Jackie Chan and um, the other guy. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, yeah. He's not the other guy. I always forget his name for some reason. I do know him, as we discussed last episode, apparently he's in Fifth Element, which I do remember him from that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a funny guy. But anyways, yeah, we watched Rush Hour. And uh, who wants to give a synopsis of Rush Hour? I'll do it. A loyal and dedicated Hong Kong inspector teams up with a reckless and loud-mouthed LAPD detective to rescue the Chinese consul's kidnapped daughter, while trying to arrest a dangerous crime lord along the way. Yeah. I think that about covers it. Straight off IMDb, word for word. Straight from the source. Yep. (laughs) I don't think you could put it any better than that. That is pretty accurate. Before we get started, uh, just a heads up to you listeners, we are going to spoil this movie, so if... You're not one to get spoiled. Go ahead and go watch it, and then come back and tune in. But what what did you guys think of this movie? You know, I had never seen this one. It was always kind of one of those, um, I don't know, well, you know what movies that you feel like you should have seen, but you never got around to, so you just always kind of go through life almost avoiding it because you don't want anybody to know that you haven't seen it. <laughs> I guess I'm glad I knocked it out, you know? I I said I think I said last time that I don't think I'd ever seen it, but after watching it, I think I've definitely seen this before because I remember some parts from this <laughs> with like them fighting in the Chinese restaurant, and I think the ending was yeah with the like the bomb vest. I remembered that. So some point in my life, I had seen this before for sure. I remember it seemed like it was a big deal when it came out. I remember hearing all about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Jackie Chan. I like a lot of his movies, but. I haven't really seen much of his, like, later stuff, I guess. This is kind of towards, like, middle career Jackie Chan, I would say. I don't know. I was looking after watching it because I was like, I I know he's he got, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award for film, and he's got a lot of awards for promoting Chinese culture and stuff in his movies. So I was looking at all his movies. The man was in movies every single year from 1970 to 2017, I believe, or 2018. 48 years in a row he was in movies. Dang. That's a lot of movies to be in. 48 years. Didn't miss a single year. Man, I bet that's pretty intense, too. Well, depending on how, like, key his role is, at least, you know, like, because I know he does all of his own stunts for usually, and, like, he gets pretty battered and beaten in a lot of those movies, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost a miracle he's, like, still around. Did you see that he almost died in this one? Yeah, his head almost got crushed. Really? Was it by the crate? Yep. <laughs> I knew it. It's real <laughs> narrow, isn't it? <laughs> I was thinking about that when he ran up the 
crates and like jumped out. I was like, that looked real close. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, it's like, what kind of safety precautions could you even like put in place for that? Like, just have some guy go like, stop, 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 stop. Be like, it's too late by that point, you know? He's, he used to um, play extras in Bruce Lee films or whatever, so he could try and like <laughs> get on camera with them. Yeah, I think he's in Enter the Dragon. I think they fight at one point. He's a th- uncredited thug in prison in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> oh, wow. So he gets his butt whooped by <laughs> Bruce Lee. He had a very small part, I see. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, just talking about Jackie Chan, I really like him. But I'm just going to go off right on the bat. I'm not a big Chris Tucker guy, at least not in this movie. He kind of irritates me a little bit in this. It kind of feels, I don't know, like... He's trying to make jokes, but I, don't, I mean, maybe they're, I don't, I just do not find him funny. Like, he's just loud, high-pitched voice, and he's kind of just saying, like, man, 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 over and over again, and it's just, uh, like, sometimes he is funny. Like, he does have his moments, but most of the time, I just feel like he's kind of on the seat of his pants, just almost, like, winging it, and it's just not landing most of the time for me. Well, that's the thing, right, is apparently he improvs most of his stuff in movies, Except I feel like he just takes everything he says straight from, like, Eddie Murphy movies and then says it about two octaves higher. <laughs> I don't know. He does annoy me for quite a bit of this movie. <laughs> like, am I crazy, or does it just sound like he's saying Eddie Murphy quotes the whole movie? Maybe? I don't, I don't really seen a lot of Eddie Murphy stuff either. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> what? You know, yeah, I think the first time I watched this, I kind of felt the same way about Chris Tucker's character. But, uh, this goes through... I thought he was kind of funny this time. Like, obviously, when I watched it the first time, I was a lot younger, and I just wanted more Jackie Chan. I was like, give me more Jackie Chan fighting people, doing all those cool stunts and, like, you know, throwing tables and saucers at people while doing kung fu. That dude's insane. But this time, yeah, I kind of thought Chris Tucker was funny. I agree with you, Mike. I thought he was funny. I like some of his stuff. Like, uh, when he was just started dancing after he blew up the car, I thought that was pretty funny. That's some style. You know, he's got a personality. Whenever he starts breaking into dance, I thought that was good. <laughs> the dance scenes are the best. Mm, we'll, we'll get to those, but... <laughs> I find his character, like, endearing. But it's funny because, like, he's always annoying everybody. <laughs> and then when they give him that crappy job, they get on the phone when he calls in. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> yeah. Like, ha you got screwed. <laughs> that was pretty good. I did like that. I find it funny how he's always annoying people, but they still end up helping him out and stuff. And I like a lot of his skits with with the... um on his beat or whatever that he's walking around. Like when they go to the, they bust quotation marks, the poker game or whatever. (laughs) See you at Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty funny. His his relationships are what I find pretty amusing. (laughs) Yeah. He's a goofy guy. He's kind of like an underdog. You're rooting for him a little bit. He's just terrible at being a cop. (laughs) <laughs> and Jackie Chan's a competent <laughs> one, you know? And they learn a lot from each other, which, which I mean, that's the big thing of this this film is learning what you have in common and making the best of it and things like that, which is nice. You don't get that a whole lot anymore, I don't feel like. I don't know if I got enough of that, honestly. I didn't really feel like they ever really bonded until, like, 
the middle of the movie, they have a scene, and then suddenly they're all buddies, you know, like they're not against each other anymore. It's just the dance scene. I don't think, I don't really feel like we get a lot of them like learning from each other or doing anything. Well, they do a lot like in the fight scenes. They do some identical moves and things, and then how they handle their gun is identical and things like that. So they don't like talk about it because they're, they're, they're manly men. Uh, quotation marks again the unwritten rule you never talk about it fox has got it it's the unwritten rule they don't talk about it but their actions and just how they develop um a friendship and stuff is pretty neat and funny at times too on how it how it comes to be (laughs) yeah you know i like the character whatever his name is i cannot remember the situations make sense he is endearing kind of funny sometimes Honestly, for me, the whole issue is like Chris Tucker as an actor, I think. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to like him, at least. Yeah, he just seems so obnoxious. But I guess that's how all of his other coworkers feel about him, too. So maybe, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that might be the point. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. Just some of the humor, too. It's just, do you speak English? La, la, la. Like a lot of that stuff. It's just like, I don't think this is really even that funny. I don't know. Just And then when he finally reveals that he does speak English, there's like the big gong noise. And it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt so stereotypical. I'm not sure how well it all holds up today. I think he calls him Rice-A-Roni at one point. Oh, I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's, it's all right. It's a product of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like, of course, they're going to make those kind of jokes. I don't know. It just doesn't. Just too on the nose, I guess. Stereotypical. I don't know. Jackie Chan going along with it was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, the reveal is good. I like that he actually did speak English. Jackie looks at Chris like, oh, great, I got an idiot. And then just plays along with it <laughs> to piss him off. Oh, man. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and he's always giving him those like weird side looks. Like, man, this guy's nuts <laughs> while he's playing the part, acting dumb. I do think the action's pretty good, though, in this movie. I like, uh, I mean, most of it's Jackie Chan, obviously, but like, just like the barroom fight's really good. The the fight in the, the restaurant's awesome. There's some really cool, like, yeah, stunt work and, you know, like classic Jackie Chan style, like, using random objects as weapons and sliding around tables and dodging, crushing objects as they try to smush him and stuff. Yeah, he's rolling nat 20s on his acrobatics chicks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. (laughs) That stuff was all really good, I thought. And even some of the Chris Tucker stuff I thought was good, like him shooting the car that explodes. Him, like, trying to fight in the restaurant was pretty good. When they start working together, (laughs) too. That was pretty funny. That was a good moment when, like, he goes in there. I'm not sure what his plan was exactly, but um, when he goes in there and they, like, kick him, and he's like, which one of you kicked me? (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. I think that most of the action is pretty good in this, which is nice. Chris Tucker has one of the coolest, like, action scenes at the end there when he... Um, like dives backwards and pulls his gun out and shoots him. I mean, the Jackie Chan movie, you, you know, you're going to get good stunt work and some fun martial arts in there too. So, I mean, I don't think I've seen a movie of his that had bad action in it. Even if it's not filmed the best, it still is really good. <laughs> and the stunt work is amazing. So you mentioned talking about the dance scene. Ah, yes. If there's any 
humor or things that I don't care for in this movie and why I prefer Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights more myself, because those are very similar to Rush Hour. It's those, so much of the comedy in this revolves around music. Like people are listening to music and they're using the music as the punchline for the joke, or there's a lot of it where they're just dancing and I mean, that's not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, there's nothing, there's no joke here. It's not creative. It's just these two people dancing and looking like fools on the street. Are you talking about the, the war scene where they're singing? Oh, the yeah. War? He's talking about the best scene in the whole movie is what he's talking about. Yeah, that's the best scene. <laughs> yes, I know the iconic scene that everybody loves. I don't like it. I think that it's annoying and is not funny. Well, that's where we get like all of our character development is in that scene, pretty much. Like, this warms your heart. I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, that's when they finally become friends. Like That's like the moment right there. Like The rest of the movie, they're on odds, and then... That's when they're like, oh, we're buddies now. They'd be danced along to war. I mean, it, it, it's like it's rushed, I feel like, a little bit, honestly. But, like, I like it. It makes me smile, like, just watching them dance down the street. But it's, it's not funny. There's no joke there. <laughs> they learn something from each other. I guess, yeah, but that's not a joke. They learn things from each other throughout the rest of it. I think the dance kung fu is kind of a little bit of a gag, you know? Can't dance, but he sure is good at martial arts. And Jackie Chan can't say y'all, I guess. That's a joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fair amount of that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think it's just fun to see these guys actually, like, become friends, you know? I think that's, like, what makes me smile. Just them over something like that, just like this random song, like... Oh, like they found something that they can both get into. So wholesome. A wholesome buddy cop movie. Yeah. I mean, they could have done it other ways, too. They didn't need to have... And there's so much of it, too. Like, if that one scene was, like, the only time they did it, that's fine. But they, they do it so much in the movie. It feels like something they always fall back on when they've run out of ideas for jokes. Like, what other scenes are you talking about? Oh, like when they're driving and Jackie puts on the Beach Boys and then Chris turns it off. He's like, don't touch my music or that ain't music. There's that. And then they they keep bringing back the war and um, singing along and being goofy to that. And then um, they do it like a couple other times, too. I don't recall. They do it so much and call back to it so much. I'm like, it, it feels like they didn't have any other ideas in the script. So they're like, we're out an idea. Put in a, a stupid dance number or something, you know? I'm like, that's it's not what I'm watching this for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like the one in the car, like that's like building up to the moment where they finally find something they both like, I guess. Uh, that one worked for me, uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I like the dancing stuff. I don't know. It just made me smile. Yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. I mean, I would have liked it if, yeah, they maybe they could have had other bonding moments that weren't just dancing, I guess. But I'm happy we at least get that one. They do, but I would have, yeah, wanted more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the only other one I can think of is when they're like talking about their dad or whatever, but that felt really forced to me. Like, that was just like, wow, that felt like it came out of nowhere. 
I kind of feel like it was almost a reference to something that I don't get, like an old cop show or something. Like, it just feels really, like TV said, kind of like scripted and blocky compared to the other dialogues they have. Because I think they're trying to make it, yeah, like maybe Chris Tucker's like getting more serious, you know? Like, he tells Jackie Chan the story of his dad and how he died, but... It doesn't, yeah, I don't know. The buildup just wasn't there, I don't feel like. I mean, they talk about how they're, my dad could beat up your dad kind of thing, but. That was funny. <laughs> that was, I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't, I, most of the other stuff was just felt so forced where at least, I don't know, war, maybe it did feel a little forced, but. He's trying to get him off the plane and get him to help out. Yeah, but I don't know. They're trying to add emotional stakes when it doesn't feel like they earned it to me. I don't know. That stuff worked for me well enough. I mean, the script isn't great or anything but <laughs> which we could get into but i mean it's not it's not bad for most of it yeah and it's like a buddy cop action you know i don't, I don't know if we're here for the writing i guess necessarily yeah we're here for the leads for the buddies the cops the buddies and the cops but it doesn't hurt having a good script no so. it, does not. <laughs> it probably helps right <laughs> yeah I mean, I guess we could talk about the story. I mean, it's... I'm kind of confused about, like, the goal. Like, are they trying to... They're stealing the daughter to get the ransom money, but is, like, the artifacts involved in this in some way as well? Like, he wants to steal the artifacts? You know, I have no idea, TV. I gotta say. <laughs> so, Jackie Chan worked with the the Chinese consul guy back in Hong Kong to get all those... Chinese relics back to get them all back from Jung Tao and they got them all back right and so Jung Tao turns out to be the British dude who was celebrating Hong Kong's independence from Britain with them um which we can talk about that but they got all that and since he's Jung Tao basically he was pissed that they stole all of his um relics so he wanted to get some monetary compensation back since he can't get the relics back so they kidnapped the consul's daughter and ransom her for money to um, pay him off basically for losing his relics oh okay so he hired that blonde guy to kidnap the daughter because he the blonde guy lost the relics so they had to come up with a new scheme to get money well he wanted money because he doesn't have the relics anymore yeah, you know, for an action movie, right, usually we come into these and we're like, ah, oh, what was the plot? Like, it was so simple, didn't even care, but I kind of feel like this one gets pretty, uh, spins a pretty big uh, web of international espionage and criminal intrigue that is a little confusing sometimes. It tries to, but the whole bad guy and his motivation is not great at all. <laughs> Like, Lethal Weapon, doesn't, like, that happen in every single movie? It's some strange international, like, uh, overtone. Like, isn't the first one something about South Africa and, like, something about the government? I feel like, weirdly, a lot of these buddy cop movies, like, have some strange, like, it's bigger than we ever thought. That's what we said talking about the nice guys. I mean, in Lethal Weapon, it's, like, what, drug smuggling, though? I don't know. It's not, like, international art trade. But it's not even, like international art trade the guy dug up relics and stole them and then he lost them and he wanted money for it is it some old british guy is mad <laughs> that he lost his toys and now he wants paid and 
revealing that he was Jung Tao, like in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. It didn't add any tension or anything. You're not Alfred Hitchcock showing us the bomb under the table. And I mean, to be honest, like it feels pretty obvious to me. I think that, like, of course, the British guy is going to be evil. I don't know. I just felt like obvious already. And it would have been nice to like, it would have been better probably at the end to reveal that actually. I think you're right. But I guess isn't that a clue though? Like, because Chris Tucker realizes that's how they know where to go at the end, I suppose, is that they realize he's in on it. Yeah, he saw him on the camera. So I guess they use it as a plot device, but. Well, he didn't know until they actually got there at the end, and then he saw him, and he's like, oh, I saw that guy at the at the Chinese restaurant. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I guess I don't really need a strong story for this. I mean, it. I get what they're trying to do, you know. We're trying to rescue the daughter. That's the main thing. There's also Ransom, and there's some sort of artifacts, but there's enough stakes here to, like, get me invested, you know. I like the daughter. She was funny when she was singing along. It's good enough, I suppose, but it would have been a lot better if it was <laughs> more well-developed. <laughs> like, do we even need the artifacts? I feel like they could have just simplified it. Yeah, just do the daughter plot. I mean, that works for me. I mean, again, not that it was like that big of a deal, you know? I mean, we're not here for the plot like we were saying. I just take an action scene and call it good, you know, one after another. Yeah. Keep them coming. <laughs> just change the locale and <laughs> just get there. Well, I guess maybe you're you're onto something, though, Fox, with the whole, you know, maybe a lot of improvising going on. It's kind of hard to, like, nail down some of these beats, maybe. I don't know. They, like, they have a broad stroke. They know where they need to land, but they don't, you know, the steps to get there are a little fuzzy sometimes. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, don't want to give the wrong impression. You know, I just know that Chris Tucker improvises dialogue a lot of times in movies. I, I have no idea how much of the script was, like, completed, I guess, before the dialogue, if that makes sense, story beats versus dialogue was written i don't know either but you, you could be onto something though maybe they knew he would improvise some stuff and we're like well <laughs> we'll just make this a broad web of things and then if they just find a way to hit every point we'll call it good they gotta set it up for the next two movies oh yeah yeah well it's not even like it's not even connected really to the next two movies though like i feel like the plot gets a lot better in rush hour 2 than in the original I don't know. Who all's seen all of them? I have a long time ago. Not me. I've just seen this one. <laughs> My wife loves them. She's the one who uh, requested this one, if you didn't figure it out from the, <laughs> the beginning of our review. So I've, I've seen them all. Um, I think Rush Hour 2, it, the plot's a lot better. It's been a little bit since we watched them all, but I do think 2 gets a lot better because it gets connected more to like jackie chan's backstory and everything it may it makes more sense than this one does well i've got the blu-ray collection of all three so i'm glad maybe <laughs> <laughs> keep going i guess yeah he was feeling confident about it i guess <laughs> but like yeah i don't know yeah i mean i just like jackie chan so much in this like yeah i'd be happy to see more focus on him and his side of things because they i'm assuming they go to hong kong for the next one right yeah the next one's on is like a direct it happens directly after this one it does have a lot more focus on well you, you'll see i won't spoil it i feel like it's a lot stronger in the second one and then the third one i don't even really remember what happened in that one <laughs> but <laughs> maybe i'll watch it and i'll change my mind and be like <laughs> what was i thinking but, it's been a while since i've seen them 
It has been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, but that's what I remember anyways. And to be honest, though, the plot's not really something that's great in most of the Jackie Chan's movies. <laughs> How dare you? Like, I, I think The Legend of Drunken Master is Jackie Chan's best movie, but, oh man, the story is garbo in that one it's that one's like you watch it for the martial arts only because they're so good in that one but the story is so bad yeah none of his movies really have super complex stuff going on like uh rumble in the bronx is probably my favorite and it, yeah it's just like him going to america and then gangs attack basically is like the whole plot <laughs> That is kind of how I feel about this one too. Is where yeah, I just I'm just here to watch like the action, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what you watch kung fu movies for. Yeah, but but then you get something like the raid too, where you get the awesome kung fu martial arts, and then you get the awesome like undercover police drama in the background, and it just puts it like right at the top, the pinnacle. But and to be fair to Jackie. Those are much different types of movies than what Jackie usually makes, too. I mean, he's got some pretty gnarly films in his extensive um, career, but most of them are of the rush hour fare. He's more action comedy. Yeah, it's always kind of goofy. I don't want any trouble. Like, that's his, like, deal in almost all of his movies, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he says, I don't want any trouble in every movie he's in. <laughs> that's usually how he is, yeah. You just made a revelation right there. I never knew. I know, right? <laughs> that he said that in every movie. But now I think about it, he actually does. It, it, it's interesting looking at it. Like, because, well, obviously, because he's Chinese, so you've got the inherent, like, the foreigner and the, the foreign land and then the racism that comes along with it. That's present in pretty much all of the, these types of films. Um, so it's an interesting aspect to look at it from. And I think it's it's nice that it's like that in this one, since it's two minorities as the leads and it, it's nice, and it's such a positive and heart heartwarming film, and it's it's just it's really good. You don't get a lot of stuff like this. I I'm I just wish there had got more of it, I guess. But I mean, I get there. there it's a it's very lighthearted. You know, they don't want to get too deep into you know looking at our differences and like looking at this. Yeah, I find it very interesting that most Jackie Chan movies are like that because it's like. They kind of poke fun at it, really, kind of like a Blazing Saddles type thing, poking fun at it, but not, um, well, maybe Blazing Saddles isn't the best comparison, because that's an actual critique on racism, which, whereas Jackie Chan films are not. I'll say this, you know, I talked about how, you know, it's like, of course they're making the jokes about the English, but I don't think they ever make the jokes to make uh, Jackie Chan look funny. I think they're making it to look like, look how stupid Chris Tucker's character is. Look how, you know, ignorant he is. I don't think they're doing it in a mean-spirited way, so. They they do it, That that's that's why I brought up the Blazing Saddles comparison, because a lot of the, cause it's the same type of humor. It's like they have people saying racist stuff to be like, look at this guy being a racist. Isn't he stupid? For, for me, Rush Hour is not, like, my favorite by far. But it has a lot of impact, I think, just from 
how Jackie Chan's everything he's done and then just like how the movie is in general. It it makes a good impact, I think. Well, I think it's what exposed like the United States and America to like Jackie Chan himself. Like Was it Rush Hour? Well, I I'm trying to think. Most of his movies before that were all from Hong Kong, like not in the English language. This is his big like debut into American films, I think. But maybe I think Rumble in the Bronx came up for this and was semi popular, you know. But I don't think it made a big splash like this one did. I mean, it's probably like Bruce Lee <laughs> when it came out or whatever, I would assume. More of underground type of thing. Like, I was young when it came out, so I didn't see it for a while or whatever, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just love, yeah, his his style. I think he's got such a unique style and very innovative for the martial arts genre as a whole. Well, he was a gymnast, right? I don't remember. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's very unique. Like I know a lot of people don't who don't who are martial arts enthusiasts who don't like Jackie Chan films because of how he does his martial arts and stunts in them and stuff like that. Because it's it's his own style. So yeah, I mean, I think it's showy, you know, and visually fun to watch. Maybe not super practical in reality, but sure is cool to look at. <laughs> Chan has said that to do stunts in his film. He does not like to get too muscular as he wants to be agile and like to perform his stunts better. His background in gymnastics and acrobatics from the Peking Opera School help him remain strong yet agile. So he had like that background there. And he's also a singer. Really? Apparently. He sings a lot of like songs in his movies, I guess, like the credits songs. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I've never noticed that before, but... <laughs> Just like Chuck Norris with the Texas Ranger. Oh. With the eyes of a ranger. I think Jackie's got a beat there. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> well, hmm, do we have anything else we want to talk about Rush Hour for? No, I don't think so. I think I've covered most of my stuff. So we got a scale we use to rate these movies. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little summary of our thoughts, and then we try to average all of our scores out at the end if we possibly can. But, you know, who knows? Sometimes it just doesn't happen, so. It doesn't work out, which seems to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, at least, yeah. Hmm, well, this is interesting. Once again, I've arrived at this point, and, hmm... You'd think I would have thought about some stuff, but... <laughs> Do I need to get at the classic random picker? <laughs> Not the random picker. You know, maybe we should bring out the picker. It's been so long. Ah, let me get it out. I'm going to get it real quick. We don't need that. <clears throat> get that out of here. Oh, it's working. Do you hear it? It's going. Man, you got to put all those variables in there. This is going to be a good one, man. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just... I made a mistake. Mike's going first. Oh, sh okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? I read the random picker wrong at first, and I was very confused, but then I corrected it. Well, you know, this is, I think, the second or third time I've seen this movie, and I've liked it every single time I've seen it. It's just kind of a feel-good buddy cop movie, and you get to watch some cool Jackie Chan fights. And that's just so much fun watching uh, Jackie Chan do all these cool stunts. And I think I read somewhere that they added that um, last fight scene with the vase, the massive vase. 
they like had to add that in as an extra scene because people wanted more Jackie Chan fights in this movie. I'm going to give this a watch it for Jackie Chan especially, but it's also kind of a fun movie too. So if you like buddy cops, this is a good one. You know, it was at some point a fun movie. Uh, I did spend a lot of it being annoyed by Chris Tucker. I'm sorry, Chris Tucker. I'm, I'm sure he's a great guy. Not my favorite actor, though. Um, I feel kind of weird because I, I think I'm going to give it a pass. I mean, I mean, it was fun at some points, and I, I think it's easy to watch, but there are probably a dozen other buddy cop and or late 90s, early 2000 action movies I would recommend or rather watch myself, including Shanghai Noon and Nights. I think that's going to be wow. a pass on me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry owen <laughs> i've been pretty harsh on it i feel like for most of this but you know it's a kind of a mixed bag for me i think there is some really good stuff in here too mostly jackie chan is awesome in this all the fight scenes and the action stuff is really what got me through a lot of this movie um chris tucker i'm with fox i kind of found him annoying in this uh, i'm not a huge fan of his but every once in a while he has his moments he isn't all bad. Like, there's some funny stuff he does in this, too. So that's nice. Um, I do wish maybe we got a little bit more, like, bonding scenes with the two. Because for me, the big one is them dancing to war, which is a great scene. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. But I feel like they could have done more. I don't know. Maybe just figure something else out. I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter. But I think I'm going to give it a watch it overall. I think the action and stuff like that is good enough to, like, hold it up for me. I really just like watching Jackie Chan roll around and yeah, try to protect vases or try not to get smushed, you know. I think he, it's like classic Jackie Chan action, which I have a hard time denying. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a watch it just for that. Yeah, this, this one's good. Um, I can't say it's bad, even though I have a lot of issues with the story and some of the, the well, I should say the amount of times they use music and people being foolish to music is a crutch for when they don't have any other ideas. I don't like that, those aspects of it, but I do like pretty much the rest of it. Like the, the, to the two main leads, I think have some good chemistry together and they're fun to watch interact and like bond throughout the course of the movie. They do really good together and they hold the movie up as a comedic duo i know we talked about jackie chan a lot in this because well, honestly he's he's done a lot more than chris tucker has throughout his whole career but i do think that they both hold this movie up together um which is nice to see especially for a buddy cop film that part needs to work and it does work and yeah all, all the action and stunts is is a lot of fun um it's pretty cool just seeing what all Jackie can do is always a good time. I won't say no to that. He got me interested in martial arts and stuff when I was a kid. So I, like a bunch of other people, I'm sure, we have Jackie Chan to thank for exposing us and a lot of the world to martial arts that maybe wouldn't have looked at it before. And that's that's really cool. Um, it's not my favorite Jackie Chan movie. I think what I find interesting about it uh, kind of like what we discussed in the review is a lot different from what most other people do, which is fine, but it's cool that it has that aspect for me. Um, I'm going to give it a watch it as well. 
Though I will say we do own all three of them in our household. Uh, and Terry owns them too, apparently. I too own them. <laughs> yeah. for, for me, it's just to watch it because I do prefer other Jackie Chan films that are very similar to this one, like mainly Shanghai Noon and Nights over the Rush Hour series. But that being said, Rush Hour has its own stuff that it's funny for, so you should give it a watch. Nice. Well, there you have it. Rush Hour is a run the reel certified as a watch it. Nice. There we are. Finally, somewhat of a decision. <laughs> I was able to average out. Ah, democracy. Ah, yes. I love democracy. You know what else is great about Jackie Chan movies? They always have blooper reels during the credits. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Where's the bloopers, Hollywood? That used to be the best part of watching the end credits was for the bloopers. That's true. That has faded away. <laughs> Some great bloopers in the reel for this. Please bring back more blooper reels. They're so great. <laughs> you have to like buy the DVDs now and like watch them on the disc. If they're in the special features. Yeah, if they're there, most of them don't even have bloopers anymore. Aww. And it's like, it's a movie. We know you've got bloopers. I love seeing the bloopers, and Jackie Chan provides great bloopers for his films. Sometimes they're scary, though, because I think he, some bloopers are him actually getting, like, physically hurt and, like, <laughs> falling out of a helicopter and, like, laying there, and they have to rush to get, like, the ER. Like, some of those bloopers are pretty, like, oh, God, like, is he okay? <laughs> yeah. He's all right. <laughs> he's still alive, so I guess he's fine. So what are we doing for next week? Well, it's getting around that time of year. Time of year for Christmas. So Run the Reel has decided our new category is going to be Christmas movies you should watch that are not Elf, A Christmas Story, A Christmas Carol, Miracle on 34th Street, a Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh -huh. The Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or Frosty the Snowman. But you probably should still watch It's a Wonderful Life because it's too good to put on a list of movies you should watch instead of it at Christmas this year. <laughs> what a category name. We're very... That's catchy. <laughs> You're bringing that in every week now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put away thirty minutes at the beginning of the show for you to re read off all your Christmas movies. <laughs> well, you know, as luck would have it, I've got one in mind, and it's not "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, what is it? It's the original nineteen seventy four Black Christmas. Ah, oh, I was wondering if someone would pick that. I was just looking at that. This is a good pick. It's like been on my list for like a whole year now since last October. <laughs> Sweet. I'm excited. And I know what I'm picking too. Well, you can go next then, Dan. We'll save it as a surprise for next week. All right. Yeah. You'll have to tune in to find out. But if any of you out there uh, want to share your thoughts about Rush Hour or, you know, have any Christmas movies you like to watch during the season... Maybe they are the traditional ones that Dan listed earlier. Maybe they're not. I'd love to hear them. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your thoughts on these movies. Do you like Rush Hour? 
Think it's a classic Jackie Chan film? Do you like Chris Tucker? I need to know. So let me know. Give us the details. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. Thank you.